Birdie, the conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle. We're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. It's a cottage. Today's story is about a boy who makes a deal at market that pays off in unexpected ways. It's called Jack and the Beanstalk. Once upon a time, there was a poor widow who only had one child, a son named Jack. She and Jack had a cow named Milky White, whose milk they depended upon for their survival. All that Jack and his mother had to live on was the milk that the cow gave them every morning, which they then carried to the market and sold. But one morning, Milky White gave them no milk at all, and they didn't know what to do. What shall we do? What shall we do? Said the widow, wringing her hands. Cheer up, mother. I'll go and get work somewhere. Said Jack. We've tried that before, and it didn't work because you have such little sense. Said his mother. We must sell Milky White, and with the money, do something. You know, start our own shop or something. All right, mother said Jack sadly, for he loved their cow. It's market day today, so I will sell Milky White to a good home, and then we'll see what we can do with the money. So Jack took the cow's halter in his hand, and off he went. He hadn't gone far when he met a funny-looking old man. Who said to him, "Good morning, Jack." Well, good morning to you," said Jack, and wondered how the man knew his name. Well, Jack, and where are you off to?" said the man. "I'm going to the market to sell our dear cow here." Ah, you look quite wise to be out selling a cow," said the man. "I wonder if you know how many beans make five." Two in each hand and one in your mouth," replied Jack, as sharp as a needle. "Right, you are," said the man. "And here they are, the very beans themselves," he went on, pulling out of his pocket a number of bizarre-looking beans. "As you are so sharp," said the man. "I don't mind doing a swap with you, Jack. Your cow for these here beans." <laughs> I don't think so," said Jack. "My mother always says that I have no sense, and this is exactly the sort of deal that she wouldn't be pleased about my making." Ah," said the man. "But I will take very good care of your dear cow, and besides, you don't know what these beans are."
If you plant them overnight, by morning they grow right up to the sky. Really, said Jack? You don't say so. He was becoming interested in the swap despite himself. Yes, that is so. And if it doesn't turn out to be true, you can have your cow back. Right then, said Jack. Well, as long as I can get Milky White back if this turns out to be a bad deal, I can't see the harm. And with that, Jack handed over Milky White's halter to the man and pocketed the beans. Jack's mother came rushing excitedly out of their cottage door to greet him once he arrived back home. Oh, I see you haven't got Milky White, so you've sold her, she exclaimed. How much did you get for her? Huh, you'll never guess, mother, said Jack. Ooh, this sounds very good. Okay, let me guess. Five pounds? Ten. Fifteen. Jack, no, it can't be twenty. I told you you couldn't guess, mother. Why, I've gotten these beans. They're magical. We plant them overnight and... What? Yelled Jack's mother. Have you been such a fool, such a dolt, such an idiot as to give away our Milky White, the best milker in the village for a set of poultry beans? Oh, now I've seen it all, Jack. And as for your precious beans, boom! Here they go out the window, and now off with you to bed. You can forget about having any supper tonight, you foolish, foolish child. So Jack went upstairs to his little room, and he felt very sad and sorry, as much for his mother's sake as for the loss of his supper. At last, with his belly grumbling, Jack dropped off to sleep. When Jack woke up, his room looked so funny. The sun was shining into part of it, and yet all the rest was quite dark and shady. So Jack jumped up and dressed himself and went to the window. And what do you think he saw? Why, the beans his mother had thrown out of the window into the garden had sprung up into a ginormous beanstalk, which went up and up and up until it reached the sky. So the strange man had told Jack the truth after all. The beanstalk grew up quite close past Jack's window, so all he had to do was to open it and give a jump onto the beanstalk, which was like a big plated ladder. Jack climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed until at last he reached the sky. And when he got there, he found a long, broad road going as straight as a dart. So he followed it. Jack walked along and walked along and walked along and walked along until he came to a great big tall house. And on the doorstep, there was a great big tall woman. Good morning, ma'am, said Jack politely. Would you be so kind as to give me some breakfast? Jack hadn't had anything to eat, you know, the night before, and he was very hungry. Oh, it's breakfast you want, is it? said the great big tall woman. It's breakfast you'll be if you don't move off from here. My man is a giant ogre, and there's nothing he likes better than boys broiled on toast. You'd better be moving on, or he'll soon be coming. Oh, please, ma'am, do give me something to eat, ma'am. I've had nothing to eat since yesterday morning, really and truly, ma'am, begged Jack. 
I may as well be broiled as perish from hunger. Well, the giant ogre's wife wasn't such a bad sort after all. So she took Jack into the kitchen and gave him bread and cheese and a jug of milk. But Jack hadn't half finished on his breakfast when thump, thump, thump. The whole house began to tremble with the noise of someone coming. Goodness gracious me, it's my old man, said the ogre's wife. What on earth shall I do with you? Here, come quick and jump in. And she bundled Jack into the oven to hide, just as the ogre came in. The giant ogre was massive, and his nostrils flared as he sniff, sniff, sniff. Ah, uh, what's this I smell? Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll have his bones to grind my bread. Nonsense, dear, said his wife. You're dreaming. Or perhaps you smell the scraps of that little boy you liked so much for yesterday's dinner. Here, you go and have a wash and tidy up, and by the time you come back, your breakfast will be ready for you. So the giant ogre went off, and Jack was just going to jump out of the oven and run off when the woman told him not to. Wait till he's asleep, she recommended. He always has a snooze after his breakfast. And the ogre's wife was right. After the giant ogre had had his breakfast, he went over to a big chest and took out of it a couple of bags of gold. Jack watched from his hiding place as the ogre counted gold coins until at last his giant head began to nod and he began to snore. The giant's snores shook the whole house. Then Jack crept out on tiptoe from his oven, and as he was passing the snoozing ogre to leave, he grabbed one of the bags of gold, stuffed it under his arm, and raced to the beanstalk. When he got there, Jack threw down the bag of gold into his mother's garden. Then he climbed furiously down and down and down until at last he got home and told his mother what had happened and showed her the gold and said... Well, mother, wasn't I right about the beans? They are really magical, you see. So they lived on the bag of gold for some time. But at last they came to the end of that. So Jack made up his mind to try his luck once more up at the top of the beanstalk. So one fine morning he got up early and got on the beanstalk, and he climbed, 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 until at last he got on the road again, and came to the great big tall house he'd been to before. There, sure enough, was the great big tall woman standing on the doorstep. Good morning, ma'am, said Jack, bold as brass. Could you be so good as to give me something to eat? Go away, my boy, said the big tall woman, or else my giant ogre man will eat you up for breakfast. And aren't you the youngster who came here once before? Do you know that very day my ogre man missed one of his bags of gold? Oh, that's terribly strange, ma'am, said Jack. 
I dare say I could tell you something about it. But I'm so hungry, I can't speak until I've had something to eat. Well, the big tall woman was so curious that she took Jack in and gave him something to eat. But he'd scarcely begun munching it when he heard a thump, thump, thump. The giant's footsteps and his wife quickly hid Jack away in the oven again. Everything happened as it had before. In came the giant ogre as he had before. He bellowed, fee-fi-fo-fum, and then he had his breakfast. But this time he said, wife, bring me my hen that lays the golden eggs. So she brought it, and the ogre ordered, lay, and it laid an egg all of gold. And then the ogre began to nod his head and to snore until the house shook. Then Jack crept out of the oven on tiptoe and caught hold of the golden hen and was off before you could say Jack Robinson. By this time, the hen gave a cackle, which woke the giant ogre. And just as Jack got out of the house, he heard him calling, Wife, wife, what have you done with my golden hen? And the wife said, Why, my dear? But that was all Jack heard, for he rushed off to the beanstalk and climbed down it like a house on fire. And when he got home, he showed his mother the wonderful hen and said, lay to it. And it laid a golden egg every single time he said lay. Well, even with this magnificent creature, Jack was not content. And it wasn't very long before he decided to have yet another try at his luck up there at the top of the beanstalk. So one fine morning, Jack got up early and went on the beanstalk. And he climbed and he climbed and he climbed and he climbed until he got to the top. But this time, Jack knew better than to go straight to the ogre's house. And when he got near it, he waited behind a bush until he saw the ogre's wife come out with a pail to get some water. And then he crept into the house and got into the copper. He hadn't been there long when he heard thump, thump, thump as before, and in came the ogre and his wife. Fee-fi-fo-fum! I smell the blood of an Englishman, cried out the giant ogre. I smell him, wife! I smell him! Do you, my dearie, said the ogre's wife. Then if it's that little rogue that stole your gold and the hen that laid the golden eggs, he's sure to have got into the oven. And they both rushed to the oven to check. But Jack wasn't there, luckily. And the ogre's wife said, There you are again with your fee fi fo fumming Why, of course it's the laddie you caught last night that I've broiled for your breakfast. How forgetful I am, and how careless you are not to remind me. So the ogre sat down to breakfast and ate it. But every now and then he would mutter, Well, I, I could have sworn. And he'd get up and he'd search the larder and the cupboards and everything. Only luckily for Jack, he didn't think to search the copper. After breakfast was over, the ogre called out, Wife, wife, bring me my golden harp. So she brought it and put it on the table before him. Then he said, Sing! And the golden harp sang most beautifully. And it went on singing until the ogre fell asleep and started to snore like thunder. 
Then Jack lifted up the copper lid very quietly, and got down like a mouse and crept on hands and knees till he got to the table. When he got up and caught hold of the golden harp and dashed with it towards the door, but the harp called out quite loudly, "Master, master!" And the giant ogre woke up just in time to see Jack running off with his harp. Jack ran as fast as he could, and the ogre came rushing after, and would have caught him if Jack hadn't had a head start and known exactly where he was going. When Jack got to the beanstalk, the ogre was not more than twenty yards away. Well, the ogre didn't like trusting himself with his heavy weight to such a ladder, and he stood and thought about it for a good long moment. So Jack got another little head start. But just then, the harp cried out, "Master, master!" And the giant ogre threw caution to the wind, swinging himself down onto the beanstalk, which shook and swayed with his weight. Down climbed Jack, and after him climbed the ogre. Jack made it down first and called out, "Mother, mother, bring me an axe! Bring me an axe quickly!" And his mother came rushing out with the axe in her hand. But when she came to the beanstalk, she stood stock still with fright, for there she saw the giant ogre just coming down below the clouds. But Jack did not hesitate. He jumped down and got hold of the axe and gave a chop at the beanstalk. The ogre felt the beanstalk shake and quiver, so he stopped to see what was the matter. Then Jack gave another chop with the axe, and the beanstalk was cut into two parts and began to topple over. The ogre fell down and broke his crown, and the beanstalk came toppling after. Then Jack showed his mother the golden harp, and between showing that magical instrument to crowds for a price and selling the golden eggs. Jack and his mother became very rich, and he married a great princess, and they lived happily ever after. It's time for us to head back to Flugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen, and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time. Go Kid Go.